Hello, Vicky. Oh, hello. You're here. Yay. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We thank you, thank you. People have been sending me messages. When is this uh, this podcast is gonna be live? <laughs> when, 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 when? I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I should have known. Your your time is very sensitive these days. I, I know, right? It's it's crazy. The things I have to do just to be on my own for 30 minutes. It's oh, crazy. <laughs> Kudos to you though for finding even five, ten minutes. I know, I know. It's it's crazy. Anyway, how are you? I hope you're having a great weekend. Yeah, I was in Benin actually um, last week. Yeah, so in- interesting. You have to tell us more about that uh, Franco <laughs> Franco Franco fun uh, trip. <laughs> I will. No, I can't wait to talk about it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So welcome to Ama. Ama is a. Uh, a great friend I had uh, I, I got to meet last year in Ghana and um, she's been so nice to me and so I thought of her to do this great uh, episode to talk about uh, francophone and anglophone relations and so welcome, bienvenue Ama. Merci, <laughs> I don't say enchanté to you right because I know you. <laughs> Well, you see how it starts. You see. Merci, mon ami. That's good. I think we should even do this post, this podcast half 50, 15 French people. Oh, you will see one. How interesting. How interesting. You will that be wonders. You will definitely see wonders. <laughs> okay, I'll let, you, I'll, let you, I'll let you introduce yourself uh, and tell the people who you are, what you, what you do for a living, what you like to do for fun. And yeah, so feel free to speak in French or English, whatever. Okay, I'm going to start in French to challenge myself, and then I'm going to okay. swiftly change to English. Okay. <laughs> Bonjour tout le monde. Je suis, or je, je m'appelle, yes, Ama. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Je suis un conseiller. <laughs> what? what was that? Advisor, <laughs> advisor. Guys. Oh, advisor, advisor. Okay, you can call it consultant or... Uh, because okay. li- literally advisor means cons- conseiller. Yeah, conseiller, the- yeah. I was saying, yeah. Conse- uh, see, this is me, my English coming where I want to pronounce all the letters, and you French people don't want me to pronounce any letters. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Conse- conseiller. Conseiller. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Science, technology, innovation, et partnered mm-hmm. for USAID. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. at least I think everybody understands that. <laughs> I'm also um, the founding curator. I don't know how to say founding curator. So, for the Afropol, um, mm-hmm. an organization that seeks to um, bring together the, uh, the global uh, Black diaspora and really figure mm-hmm. out, you know, how we can work together and make money together and really build wealth for the next generation. So. That's kind of what I do. What um, I'm passionate about, well, I'm passionate about Black people and our progress and our advancement. I mm-hmm. am passionate about um, people loving themselves and valuing the things that they have. I'm passionate about God and just like 
you know, a world where we are spiritually free and exuberant. And so my, one of the things I love doing on Instagram is mm-hmm. dancing and sing, well, more dancing, because I don't think you want to hear me sing, but <laughs> dancing um, and praising and just, you know, being, having fun and, mm-hmm. and being joyful. Yeah. So those are, that's a little bit about me, I think. Well, that's, that's already a lot. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for sharing, for sharing with us, with me. Um, so yeah, today is an interesting topic. Um, you know, I did not know it was gonna get so, uh, I mean, active online. People were like sending me messages saying, Oh, you know, I wonder, oh, like interesting questions, uh, really. Like, why do Francophone they like to, you know, they like to throw out some English words everywhere, but then. <laughs> You know, it's like whenever someone tries to speak English to me, they're like, "Why are you speaking English?" Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's, it's it's an interesting conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Um, how 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 should we start this? Um, uh, let's well, just... I would say that part of the reason I wanted to talk to you about this is because I remember when we first spoke, mm-hmm. you were talking about you know your experience being here in Ghana. And, yeah. you know, uh, and you've spoken about this on previous podcasts, but just mm-hmm. being in a new space that you thought, okay, it's all Africa. So, you know, we should be able to connect and things of that nature. And then realizing that among other things, you know, language and height, color, so many things play a part mm-hmm. in how people treat you. Yeah. Um, and I find when I, when I travel, you know, to Francophone countries, I'm always met with just like joy and people are are on the average welcoming Mm -hmm. but people are also unwilling to have conversations because they're really kind of intimidated about their English Mm. um and I find that that can be such it's such a weird place because like yeah Anglophone people don't really care that they don't speak French that well but yeah it feels like Francophone people are really really self-conscious about it in a way that I'm like tell it speak your English if I understand it you know we'll vibe if I don't then we'll try and figure our way but people mm-hmm. are like oh no you know so yeah. I find that to be a big limitation when I visit Francophone countries yeah. um, and I mean obviously it's like yes you're in a French country so just speak French and I've, mm-hmm. I'm currently like learning and all this but even in spite of that people who know how to speak English still you know are super kind of like uh, self-conscious about it Mm-mm-mm. no I, I get it um it's um i don't even know like i don't have the statistics like of course we know english right now is the number one language in the world so you know even in terms of business wherever you go i mean china or whatever else in this world you can speak english and just you know go about your business mm-hmm. and so i think that's why most let's say anglophones they don't feel the need Mm-hmm. Uh, to to learn other mm-hmm. languages, not necessarily French. I mean, other languages as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's one point. And as as for the francophones, um, I thought that we were. I mean, uh, more because of you know the situation being that English is spoken pretty much everywhere. We had to come out of our shell. Let you know into brackets to, mm. to 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 learn english and just so that we are not you know like prisoners in this world and <laughs> nobody will, will understand whatever we want to put across 
Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think most of us feel the need to to learn, even even though I mean the level of English is not the same from uh, from one person to another, from one country to another. Experiences will be different. Um, but um, yeah, that's I've I've noticed that there are more bilingual francophones because we don't have a choice we need to, yeah you know we need to speak english yeah. rather than uh the anglophone speaking you know french um or... but you know i i don't you know it's it's funny you say you don't have a choice because yeah like maybe in the world but for me when i think about like the development of the continent we really do need to learn french like i was in abidjan and some of the stuff that's happening there Mm-hmm. Ghanaians would really benefit from because they have similar crops and similar yeah. kind of like you know businesses it's true but because we have that language barrier we're literally losing out That's I would believe cool. on millions in the opportunity to work together to leverage our assets those kind of things so mm-hmm. for me I really feel like if we're not willing to learn um, French and then that whole Africa free trade thing that's part, like the language is a really, really big part of that. Oh, you know? well, definitely. If it's not the number one thing, because languages, I mean, it, it, it actually make people or countries, I mean, closer. When you, when you can speak someone's language, it automatically, I mean, accelerate things, you know, you born faster and then you understand the other person mm-hmm. uh, faster too. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very, very important. Very important. And I mean, in addition to the language, it's also kind of like understanding the ways in which like we are similar and or different, but similar in many ways to our colonial masters and the effect that has on us. Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, I find that the, the uh, Anglophone tendency around um, uh, speaking or uh, giving kind of like a speech or anything like this, it can be very, very flowery, very ornate, like, you know, a lot of words, a lot of things said. Mm-hmm. But Anglophones tend to be more just like, more straight to the point, except maybe like Nigerians, but <laughs> more straight to the point. Sorry, Nigeria. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, which, you know, also has its own, because that makes the language a little bit intimidating as well, you know, because mm-hmm. I know French in terms of the education system and like the standard of English if you don't because like French has like one standard whereas English there's like American English Australian English South African English yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, North American English so there are already lesser versions of like let's say English whereas French is like no there's a perfect French and so if you're not speaking the perfect French then don't speak it at all and like <laughs> I think for an Anglophone like for me anyway that can be intimidating because I'm like okay yeah I'm learning the language but I don't you know I want to just be able to speak to my people like I don't want it yeah. to be, I, to I, be totally, judged. I totally get it because you even know? you know in like the, the there are differences of French in terms of when you look at even like in West African countries the way mm-hmm. Beninese and Ivorians speak French is so different from the way Senegalese speak French for instance yeah. Mm-hmm. so even that even between us it creates tension and then all oh, like all oh, this this french the french you are speaking is not the the perfect one is not the one so it's like i mean it's crazy we we we, we create these tensions out of nothing for, for yeah for, yeah and so mm-hmm. i always 
on this on this issue about Ghana not speaking, or I'm talking about Ghana specifically because yeah. Ghana, Ghana 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 neighbors are all francophones. Can you imagine the board? I mean, all the countries, every single one. Yeah, you're right. You know, so I never understood this thing about Ghanaians not speaking French. I mean, Cote d'Ivoire, Burkina, Togo, all of them. I mean, just, I don't understand it. Even in terms of business, like you said earlier, like, I mean, how do, how do you operate? Yeah. I mean, interestingly, I think there are more like Ghana and Nigeria businesses than like maybe Ghana in terms of like large, maybe yeah. um, scalable businesses mm. versus Ghana um Cote d'Ivoire or Ghana, Togo. Yeah, but I think that's changing. Like, I think maybe because we have language apps, maybe because of so many different things, but Mm -hmm. I think um, maybe because of social media and because we see each other more, it's changed the way we view each other. And now you're seeing, I I feel like I'm seeing a lot more of those Anglo, Franco or Franco Franglo sort of relationships building, you know? Mm -hmm. I was actually just at church and a friend of mine um, he has a business that he started here in Ghana mm-hmm. and then made a friend, I think through Yali or some kind of program okay. in Senegal. Okay. And then, yeah. And so now he has an office in Senegal oh, wow. um, and he doesn't speak French, but he's learning and he's hired, you know, uh, Ghanaians to go there and then also Senegalese to come here. And it's just really beautiful to watch. Like, okay, yeah, yeah maybe I don't speak the language well. Uh-huh. But I still. But see because the he knows someone who can, you know, mm-hmm. maybe help, and you know, exactly. And mm-hmm. I think also part of it is um, the fact that, well, at least in Ghana, not a lot of people travel like mm-hmm. outside of Ghana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for various reasons, obviously it's expensive. We know that, like, a flight to just Abidjan is like six hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we just got direct flights to Senegal like a month ago. Yeah. True. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons, you know, why people don't travel. But I think that maybe because of the single currency in Francophone Africa, there's more intra-travel there. Like, people, Chad, Beninese, Beninor? Yeah, Beninese. All these people, like, they kind of crisscross, mismatch. And so you get to know each other. And there's, you know, some of that happening. Whereas for us, it's like Mm-mm. Nigeria, Liberia, Sierra Leone. Those yeah, automatically I mean, you think about, yeah, because yeah. I think you think about those countries because, not because they are closer geographically speaking, but because mm-hmm. they speak English like you. So you think it's easier uh-huh. to just, you know, conversate or do business with those, 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 those people, countries. I mean, for you, I'd love to hear like, what are what would you say are the bigger distinctions doing business like here versus I think you touched on it in some of your previous um, yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean you you touch you touched a little bit on it earlier when you said that I mean the, the, the whole culture of I mean Anglophone culture is more straight to the point. And mm-hmm. that's 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 one of the major differences uh, compared to Francophone countries, like in Senegal for instance. In Cote d'Ivoire, too, I'm sure it's the same. We just, we just like to take our time. We are not, you know, we are in no rush. We <laughs> seriously, no stress. We don't want stress in our lives. We don't want stress. We don't know that word. We are just happy living, eating well, <laughs> wearing nice clothes, traveling. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the, even in business, you know, the way you are. That's how you 
I mean, that's how you also conduct business. You can't be yeah. like two different people. Uh, yeah. It's very hard. So if you are very laid back, you, you just like to take things easy. It, that's the way you probably going to be uh, if you are conducting business too. Mm, so sure. that's, yeah. So that's, that's one of the things. I, if I tell you, like, uh, let me give you an example. The first contract I signed with uh, Leaf Cosmetics, the company I started uh, four years ago, it was in South Africa. Guess what? Because in my own country, I went, I, like, I've, I've, I've been to so many, you know, um, potential uh, clients, you know, talk to everyone. You, you go through the whole process, you know, you go there, you pitch your project, you, you do everything. And then they tell you this, 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 okay, let's call you, we call you back in a week. And then we continue the process. But that process can take six months if you're lucky in Senegal, for instance. When you have a business, you're just starting out, you don't have that luxury. When in, in South Africa, it took me like three weeks, literally. My first contract, it took me three weeks to sign it. And then, boom, we were, you know, everything was already working. So, mm. I mean, when my whole plan was to start, to start off in Senegal, but it could not happen because of, you know, just the way we operate and the time yes. it takes and you know yes. so it has a big a big 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 um toll on 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 business um i have to say it's it's it's, it's easier in a way mm. and it's faster to to do business yes. in the anglophone um part of the continent um but yeah i mean of course there are inconveniences and 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 advantages um but that's one that's one one of the the differences that uh that you can clearly see uh, yeah something that i i did see in dakar and actually i'm planning a trip i want to gather like a 30 or so creatives to go to yeah. dakar um, for the bnl because when i went 2 years ago one thing that i realized like one thing that was very clear for me mm -hmm. was how well organized um the art ecosystem was it felt like you know um it felt like people knew each other understood each other worked together mostly, yeah like, built things with each other mm -mm -mm. you know and it just felt very symbiotic like people literally working with through and for each other yeah um and in Ghana, we definitely are building out ecosystem. Like you're seeing a lot more of these sort of like collaborations and things like that happening. Mm -hmm. But this is like two or three years out from, you know, what I saw in, in Dakar. And so yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, like if we could see this and really sort of like learn from this or understand what is happening there, that would be of so much value, I think, for us here. Yeah. And yeah. also just building those connections. But mm -hmm. Interestingly, someone else I spoke to was like, no, but you know, the art scene in Ghana, even though it's maybe not as organized, mm -hmm. is more open and inviting. Like he was saying that, you know, um, in Ghana, anyone can be an artist, no, no matter your class or your ethnic group or how well you speak English or whatever, uh -huh. um, where you come from, like, depending on how you are found or things like that, you can mm -hmm. still kind of like be an artist and showcase. Okay. And he was like, he felt like in, in Dakar, maybe not mm -hmm. so much, like you have to be of a certain class and it's oh. very like, you know, 
Interesting. I don't know, class, I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think, I mean, because art, artistry is very vague, it depends what yeah, exactly, true. you know, what exactly, what, what activity or what sector we are talking about uh, mm-hmm. exactly. But um, I can understand what he's saying, but only I'm looking at, for instance, the Jew, the, I mean, how do you say? Jewel, the bijoutier. Jew, I have a problem Jewers. with that word. Jewels. I have a problem Jewers. with that word. <laughs> bijoutier? No, c'est ça. Bijoutier, oui, c'est ça. C'est ça. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a, a tribe thing in Senegal. Not every, they, there is like a specific uh, tribe doing that, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the, and anyone else you know cannot do you just wake up and then you you like okay i want to do i want to do bracelets and stuff it's not happening because that's mm-hmm. yeah in that sense i understand but then if, if it has to do with like you know painting or graffitis or fashion design or anything like that anything i mean anyone can can do it it's, it's just that particular uh jewelry sector uh it's, it's just one cast but other than that um it's uh is anyone 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 game really uh but i wanted to to mention one thing you know for the i think what is happening in senegal for the arts um industry is that because i feel like it's um well they say that it's a neglected neglected in industry because okay. you know uh they don't have much investment people don't take it very seriously it's what? Like, yeah it's like when you say you are an artist whatever artist you are it's like you don't make money for us they take it it as like a hobby it's not like something that you can do for a living and really be comfortable well i mean i think yeah any like even in ghana i think it's same you know where um Ghanians will say, oh, sorry, I'm like trying to find, okay, somewhere that's not echoing, but <laughs> uh, Ghanians will say, yeah, like, um, if you become an artist or if you want to start to study the arts, like, mm. that's not any real um, yeah, job. career path, <laughs> yeah. but I will say, you know, in West Africa, all of the major art-related things are like um, francophone until it's very true. I yeah, think, so you yeah, have, we have yeah. like Tespaco, we have Biennale, yeah. um, Douala Art Fair. You know, so like for me, I'm like, ah, I think guys. I think it's because they think you know, uh, they they are so small, they are like this little niche, uh, so they need to help each other. That's why in Senegal they are so organized because everybody know each other. They have some some somehow all work. Uh, with each other at some point and so because it's like they really know everyone knows each other because they feel like they are just you know like they are in their bubble so they are let's say forced yeah to work together and so that's why I think they are organized and they do stuff together and they and they are really stronger that way I think and now yeah but I, it feels like then you have government, like, more so than other places. It looks like you guys have more government support. Because when I went for BNL, what I noticed was that um, the on the, there were on events, like events that are a part of the official um, BNL calendar, like maybe the government supports or sponsored or did whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there are 
off events, which are like things that like citizens or anybody can put on that the government will post on the website and yeah. put in the booklets. And I thought, okay, that's dope. Like for a government to say, yeah, we can't sponsor or support every single thing happening in the country. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we will say that the ones that citizens are putting on, yeah, we'll put them out there. We'll use our reach as a government no. to make sure that people know, um, even if we don't have resources. And that's something that I thought was is was really cool. Mm. Um, and I know I've not been to Fespaco. I want to go, but I've not been. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, Fespaco was something in the region that was very well known, you know, mm. as a, yeah. a movie or a film festival and an arts festival even mm. overall yeah. for the region. Um, and it's like really pushed by the government. So I don't know. It feels like, okay, yeah, maybe you won't make it like it's as is the case everywhere. People really, really don't support the arts mm-hmm. like, as a national venture, but it's more so there than, which is why I think we need to collaborate because yes. <laughs> there yeah. are things to learn, you know? Definitely, definitely. I think because, I mean, what's happening. I can talk about Senegal because um, what they did with the art, they, that's what, you know, they've they've done with, like, uh, how do they call it? You know, the organizations uh, fighting uh, corruption, uh, mm-hmm. fighting for good governance. I mean, in Senegal, it's crazy. You cannot, the government is, when I compare it to, to Ghana, for instance, the government is actually scared of the people in Senegal. When oh, here wow. is the opposite. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know and you know why because the people are organized you know they organize mm. into these you know small associations whatever mm-hmm. and so they can just wake up one day go into the streets do whatever say whatever they want to say on mm-hmm. TV and you know people are listening and so yeah. because of that of course government is listening watching they don't have good I mean the only choice is to join or at least do i mean participate in some kind of that's that's i think that's one of the reasons why you know they are also invested in art and then in the other sectors as well maybe that's the organization yeah yeah yeah. yeah. ghana should be the same (laughs) you know that we ghanians we we don't need fighting the oh lord you are ghana (laughs) (laughs) like i I think one of I, i asked one one Ghanaian, what, what, what are you people? How did I formulate that question? I just remember what he says. What he said was, "We Ghanaians, we are only, we are afraid of God because, uh, because of that, we cannot do anything. Like, <laughs> you just afraid of. Like, are you gonna die if you say that? I don't know. The president is not doing his job or whatever. Mm. You can talk on Twitter. You can go on." Radio, talk, 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 but then no action. Yeah, S or S, yeah. Oh, that yeah. one, yeah. And I, I can't tell what it really is because if I say it's because, oh, maybe like we're colonized by the English, then we would be looking at Nigeria like, okay, well, so what yeah. is it? It's, it's really interesting. It's, but you know, the things, the things that um, make us great are kind of the things that hurt us because the thing that also makes Ghana a great place to do business and for people to visit is the fact that it's peaceful and people are like on the average like you know calm and Mm. will sort of just like buy through and things like that so it's like the things that hurt us help us and maybe it's the same 
in the francophone that the fact that you guys are well coordinated and do that is good but then that also takes time like you have to go check exactly <laughs> check through this association and then check through this yeah, yeah the process we like process and administration and all yeah. those things you know yeah, exactly exactly what 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 I agree. Because yeah. otherwise, we 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 keep having this, you know, misconception of of this or that, or francophones mm-hmm. are like this, or why they don't talk English, why are they, you know, they have maybe a complex of this or that. Mm-hmm. Those are just misconceptions. If yeah. you if you don't know for sure, if you haven't experienced, uh, like something, really, you cannot. You cannot you know, you don't have the, the right answer or explanation for this or that. So, yeah. No, that's that's it. I mean, I mean, I know we'll we probably have to wrap up soon, but I did want to, like, ask your thoughts in terms of what you think are opportunities for collaboration. Like, where do you think we should be doing more Frank love? Where should there be more Frank love? <laughs> you know, it starts with like we love marriage. Let's do. Let's have more marriages. Marriage. <laughs> I think that's the breakthrough. That's the breakthrough we need, girl. I'm telling you. Well, yeah. Maybe you need to start a matchmaking agency so you can bring the friends, you know? the home guys, and the angle home ah, girls. You I'm, know, I've and been then you can... it for the longest time. <laughs> that I'm, I might have to start this agency. Mm-hmm. I think, look, if, if that's what's going to do it, if we need to marry each other, that's, that's a start for sure. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a good start because what, what, what better way, you know, no, to, honestly, honestly. to build families, you know, <laughs> <laughs> across, across the, the two pods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, no, seriously, it's, it's is um I think it's one of one of the many ways, but then it's also, you know, traveling. We talked about it earlier, traveling mm-hmm. more uh between our countries. Uh I think we are getting there. We have now Dakar Accra, which is much, much more cheaper than before. Yeah. <clears throat> and um yeah, so when whenever whenever people travel for me, I'm a big advocate for traveling. I like when I have money, that's what I put my money into, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that you know it's in, it makes you richer in in terms of you know uh, opening your mind. Uh, it's, it's you you gain so much by traveling. Um, so that's for me. That's 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 the thing. When mm-hmm. when you travel, you get to meet the people, you get to talk to them, and so I mean you get to make your own assessment and and that's how we we are going to collaborate mm. better mm-hmm. um, and so yeah i think we can collaborate on anything um yeah because of course some countries are doing better than others in, sure. in specific sectors uh and vice versa so we can help each other uh depending on you know if it's art you know senegal and ghana can do stuff together if it's mm-hmm. um if it's uh, science, innovation, you know, I mean, 
depending on, I think we can collaborate on anything. We just have to look at, you know, which country is doing better in this and that. And then we, we just connect through that. Yeah. That's what, yeah. I mean, I know for me, like I have a, so I believe that like West Africa, the, the four kind of like pillars or strong spaces mm-hmm. are like Ghana, Nigeria, and then Senegal and Cote d'Ivoire. So if yeah. even just these four countries, before we even bring other fast-growing ones like Gambia, um, you know, mm-hmm. Togo, Benin, even, you know, before we even mm-hmm. bring in these other ones, if these four could just build these bridges, or oh, yeah. four-way kind of connection. It would be impactful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, be, it would make you. such a big difference. And I honestly think, you know, the places to start are, like, arts and then agriculture and mm-hmm. um i know like i've been following um chef pierre tom um, okay yeah he the he's senegalese and he's been the one promoting like fonio in the u.s yeah um, yeah it's true he's yeah he's yeah quite, he's doing some great things over there yeah and so i was like oh that's really cool and then i found out we also have fonio here in ghana so it's like if we all kind of like agree that hey yeah Maybe Funyo is a great place for us to start in terms of like coordinating our messaging, mm-hmm. coordinating, you know, efforts uh, in terms of like doing unique things with it, whatever. That way the world can see like, yeah, if you come to West Africa, any of these spaces, this is something really great that you have to try that's nutritious, whatever. And it's consistent, you know, because now I feel like except for Coco, yeah. it's very fragmented you know and i think it could be better coordinated except for i mean not except for if we get the language thing right if we get the trust thing trust is a really big one yeah right um and if we i mean and i i think this is kind of nana uh she made this uh, (laughs) she tagged us both and i don't know there's this like moment where when you're speaking too much french or too much english Mm -hmm. one side will be like oh you know you're tr- basically it feels like you're either showing off or- yeah exactly yeah i mean we have issues too human beings are too complicated honestly like why why do we have to create honestly. these problems these are fake problems seriously like, okay <laughs> if i feel like speaking english doesn't mean that i'm trying to show off or whatever like yeah. just because i'm francophone you know my people will say oh why is she speaking english <laughs> like you know and yeah. so the, the opposite too will happen if you know, like I'm, I'm in Ghana. I speak too much French. They were like, "Oh, you, you are in Ghana. You should be speaking English." I mean, you, you see, these are like fake problems. Why are we, you know, losing time for for this? Uh, like, I don't understand. But it's true that it's happening. It's, it's the reality. But how do we fight it, really? I mean, the first is to acknowledge that you know, hey, hmm. there's nothing, like no, nothing really gained from that kind of. Thing. And also, I think if we challenge each other, you know, like I know in Ghana now they've made it a requirement for uh, children to learn French. And I know that it's yeah. happening because um, I teach Sunday school and mm. my kids will come and they'll be saying, you know, French things. Some, actually, yesterday, someone sent me a video of their mm. daughter doing the numbers. You know, she was like, Kater for four. Kater, oh! Kater. <laughs> I'm like, OK, Kater. Um but nice. like, you know, for me, like if we can even have that kind of childlike mentality where it's like, yeah. I'm not intimidated, you know, I'm learning something new and I want to try it. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see how I can actually use it. Because even me, sometimes I 
get intimidated using my French. Oh. I know I have like a super American accent. And no. <laughs> it just sounds really funny. funny. Oh, please. I, what what should I say? Myself, my English is not perfect. But you know. Yeah. Like, but that's just... the thing. If people will be forgiving when I speak, you know, uh, in- French, and then I can also be forgiving when people speak English. Like instead of being yeah. like, not nah, no, like he, nah, what is he trying to say? I don't understand. Yeah, you no, know, yeah, just being like, okay, this is what I understand. Is that what you mean? Or you yeah. know, those kind of things, like being building a society that genuinely feels like, hey, we're both trying to accomplish something greater, which is to oh, be yeah. able to communicate with each other. So mm-hmm. if, if it would, be, yeah. it would be great if, yeah, if you were, you know, that forgiving and just, I mean, just being nice to each other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's about it. It's just being nice. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's a good way to sum it up. Yeah. Just be, <laughs> just nice. be kind. <laughs> exactly. Like, make a decision that, you know, if we say we wanted to build, like, a friend love manifesto, a big yeah. part of that manifesto would be um, making sure that we approach each other in love and with yep. one mind and one heart, recognizing that both parties are learning something new, trying something new, but all doing all of that for a greater purpose, which is to build relationships, right? And build yeah. a better Africa, ultimately. Yeah. You could have not said it a better way, you know. <laughs> it's all about love, people. Love each other and be kind to each other. <laughs> Exactement. En tout cas, c'était, c'était, c'était une conversation très, très intéressante. Uh, I hate to, to, to do this uh, goodbyes and conclusion stuff, but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we, we have to, we have to uh, wrap it up. Maybe we do to, uh, like, for another, like, a part two of, uh, of this topic because, I mean, there are so much to say, there's so much to say about it. Of course, yeah. I'm uh, sure this is one of a number, and I'm sure people will hit you up again with questions, yeah, and then, yeah, I'm but sure. I, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for, for accepting, for gracing us with your, your, your great mind. <laughs> <laughs> great minds speaking with great minds it's always going to be oh, a, a great conversation oh. so. yeah 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 thank you thank you and um let's uh catch up soon since we are both in ghana yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely yes, yes, yes. thank you have all a, right have Bye. a good a good evening and um uh, that's it, people. I hope you enjoyed this podcast uh, hosted by Victorine Saar, a.k.a. Frango by Miss B. And then our, our guest today was Ama. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.